Australia, what's your favourite sport? Football. Snack. Ice. Animal. Kangaroos. And what's your favourite car, Australia? Holden. Let me see, that's football, meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars, huh? Right. Well, you sure sound like Australia to me. We are. Well, then you better tell me again, because I just might forget. We love football, meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars. Football, meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars. That's football, meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars. Football and meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars. I think you better tell me again. We love football, meat pies, kangaroos and holding cars. In case you're wondering, this commercial is brought to you by football, meat pies, kangaroos, and Australia's own car. They go together underneath the sun and stars. Football and meat pies, kangaroos, and holding cars. Makes sense to me! Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Tools in the Shed. There are four tools in the shed today because it's quite a momentous day. We're recording this on Monday, the 17th of mm. February. And General Motors has announced the cessation of the Holden brand mm. in this market and in New Zealand. We, four of us, are just fresh from listening in on a press conference that was happening down in Melbourne. We had some of our team uh, actually present at that press conference, so we've got a bit of information. And we thought it appropriate uh, on such a momentous day to market with a discussion and try and fill you in on some of the details as we know them um, and help people out there that may have questions and and point you in the right direction. So really, we heard from two people. We heard from the GM International Operations Senior Vice President, Julian Blissett, and we heard from the Interim Chairman and Managing Director, uh, Christian Aquilina, and they were there to field questions. And the press conference went all over the place, really. It went from uh, what does this mean in terms of jobs, uh, the dealer network, uh, motorsport with supercars and uh, all kinds of things that I hadn't thought about. Um, for example, the Colorado Ute is produced in Thailand. What does that mean for that plant? Mm. So we've Corvette. had some, we've, and the Corvette, which is imminent. So we've had answers to some of those, but there are still some open-ended um, questions mm-hmm. that we've been talking about. So, um, Matt, you mentioned earlier that there's a pretty handy Q&A link. Yes. Where, whereabouts is that happening? Yeah, so if you look on the Holden uh, Facebook page, the FAQ they've put up there for people who want to know uh, what Holden is telling its customers mm. or its stakeholders, I guess you could say, yep. um, what they can expect. The questions uh, range from things like, uh, where can I get my Holden serviced? When will Holden close? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yep. What's going to happen to the Lang Lang Proving Ground? These yep. are all pertinent yep. questions that yep. they've tried to answer as much as they can um, up until the actual closure, whenever that And, and just to be. give everybody listening and watching the, the kind of statement as it stands, the first first paragraph of the press release that mm. Holden has issued, and we've, we've each got a copy here, says the Holden brand will be retired from sales in Australia and New Zealand and local design and engineering operations will wind down by 2021. So we're reading that, obviously, as by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Motors announced mm. today, Maven and Holden Financial Services operations will also wind down in Australia. So... If you're a Holden dealer, all of a sudden your world is starting to, uh, the walls are coming in around you. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I think it's more than they were before. Yeah, that's true. Look, if you're a Holden owner and, you know, you may have just bought, you know, a Holden, um, they've reassured us as well that uh, for the next 10 years you'll be provided by support 
from their services departments, which will be relocated. But yep. yeah, which which as we were talking about before, uh, Matt and Richard, mm. is oh, that's okay. You've maybe bought a car uh, recently, and you know that there'll be service and parts support for the next decade. Mm. When you go to sell that car, you're probably okay. Then when it's in the used car market, it becomes a real difficult proposition. Unless, of course, there are others that spring up to service what is still a very substantial Holden car park, you know, out there. Yep. Uh, where there's a will and where there's a dollar, um, th- there's a way, I suppose. Absolutely. And anyone like, you know, Mal, myself and DC and, and UM4 have old cars. There's mm. there's really no problem in finding parts for old cars. There's already a lot of Holdens out there and there's always entrepreneurs and businesses out there that can yep. make bits. So, yeah. We should also note that Holden uh, has been through this process in recent times hmm. when they closed the Opal brand in Australia. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they had to work yes. dealerships, uh, assure owners of And in fact, and Holden service. dealers were servicing Saabs. Mm. Uh, for a while there as well, weren't they? Yeah, when yeah. Saab rolled itself out of the market. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think this um, there's obviously an element to this. We've seen this brand um, transform from what was a really strong. It was the number one. It was yep. where everybody else aimed to be. That's right. Over the last twenty twenty five years, it's just turned into a brand that it never really was in the past. No, because it was a tariff-protected brand. Right. You yeah. know, that, that um, Ford and Holden, and to a certain extent, Chrysler carved up the market because they were protected mm-hmm. um, as local manufacturers. And others benefited, benefited from that over time, Nissan, Mitsubishi, and, you know, on it goes. Well, in 2009, uh, Holden sold 50,000 Commodores. In 2019, they sold 5,000. Mm. Yes. The writing's on the wall there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I believe it was 11,000 ZB Commodores. Net. Yes. Between yes, yeah, so exactly. And for mine, I think there's been a series of events from 2017 in terms of the plant closing down yep. and they'd stopped making Holdens in Australia, which meant the brand was all of a sudden hollow. Mm. You know, that, that Holdens stood apart mm. because it was an Indigenous Australian brand yep. uh, that built cars here. And that they, hang, they hung their hat on that very strongly yep. uh, over time. So once that's gone, the soul of the brand departed. Yeah. So then you had, all right, well, we're going to keep Commodore and, and Holden will still be Holden because we still have Commodore. Mm. Um, and then David Butner, ex of Toyota, became the chairman and it seemed like, right, they're going to yeah. give this a real red-hot go. And then he actually decided to depart, <laughs> well, which, 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 you know, that's never a good thing. Yeah. Wasn't and there the, even they, a famous quote from him saying, you know, the Commodore won't be axed under my watch, watch or something like that? I'm not here that. to close Holden. That's that, right. Yeah. And, and he sure wasn't because the day after he uh, gave his public notice, yep. the Commodore was axed. That's it. I, I was there the day he said, I'm not here to close Holden. That's right. Um, yeah. And he stood by his word. He, he left before did. the company closed. Because it's not too big a leap to say that's exactly what he knew was going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the bunny that's uh, in those particular headlights. Yeah. I'm out of here. He would have been called to Detroit and he would yeah. have been said, this is the message you've got to give. And he would have said, I nah, made a promise I that I wouldn't do that. And this, um, is, yeah. this is coming, this announcement today is coming just a few months after the brand um, repositioned itself or, yep. or put out that it wanted to reposition itself as a ute and SUV focused yeah. brand. Because because of the uh, Astra and Commodore, um, also known as the Insignia, being basically not really available to yep. them anymore because right. it's now under a different PSA. ownership. Yep. So well, Mal came up with this during the press conference and we, we realised it. That Commodore wasn't axed at the same time as the brand was axed. Yeah. So as, as Mal pointed out, this was an indication that maybe, maybe they were going to try and give it a go. Because yeah. it would... If you think about the PR and all the activities, it would be so easy to yeah. just go Commodore end, yep. Holden end in one go, one message. Yes. 
but it's they've happened, you know, two months apart. Well, I think um, all of us listening really in on the press conference uh, believe that uh, the people speaking on Holden's behalf were being very genuine and, in fact, yeah. quite personal and heartfelt. And when they said, it, it seemed like a platitude when they said, oh, every avenue was exhausted, we tried every different strategy... I actually got the impression that that was genuinely what they had done. Yeah. That it yeah. felt like they'd tried to move these pieces around and make it work in some way and just ultimately hadn't been able to. It yeah. was a red-hot go. They did give it a red-hot go, but it didn't work out. I guess what we've got to be completely clear, though, that the reason why Holden is, is, is closing down is not not really because it's a Holden thing. It was a General Motors decision that they yep. weren't going to be making yep. their cars in a right-hand drive Correct. format anymore. Good point. And we've Great got to acknowledge point. that right-hand drive vehicles represent a tiny proportion of the world's That's vehicles. It. And so, as we were saying before, you know, we've watched what's happened with General Motors in other markets, mm. developing markets, for instance, yep. in South Africa and India. Um, and obviously, they've pulled out of those markets. They pulled out of Europe. Yes. And that was the moment when I went, oh, geez, it's not long. No. Uh, no. <laughs> and now it's it's finally happened in Australia and Thailand, uh, where they're building the Colorado and yeah. Trailblazer. Yeah. Um, and... You know, it's just—it's it, just a um, rationalisation of resources and a look forward from General Motors at where the car market is actually going. Mm. And you know, as we've said in the past, uh, electric cars or the future of the car might not require a steering wheel be left or right. It could be middle. It could be non-existent. So, yep, that's right true. Now, this right is now? it. But we are—we're probably—it's—we've just fallen probably ten or fifteen years short of right-hand drive and left-hand drive being not, not, mean, not being important anymore. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. But, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, the reason we're all in this room and the reason mm. why people are listening or watching is because it's been a bit like, um, you know, a, a, an elderly relative that has been unwell for some time. You've known exactly what's coming, yeah. but, but it doesn't make it any less shocking yeah. when it finally does. So today... That's it. I think I've written down here, I'm not surprised, but I'm shocked. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. Well, that sums up your life. It does. Every single day, I'm not Not surprised, surprised, but I'm shocked. shocked. (laughs) So am I, Richard. (laughs) But I think all of us, you're right, Richard, I think all of us do feel a little bit hollow. Yeah. After this, um, it was the same thing when we found out about local manufacturing. I think everybody in mm. the country who had any connection to Holden or Ford or Toyota at that time would have felt the same way. The same Absolutely. thing with Mitsubishi all those years ago. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, it, it has a, a widespread impact on a bunch of different people and different stakeholders and also, oh, uh, yeah. you know, flow on effect in mm. economies as well. So there's, yes. a, there's a big impact here. Absolutely. And, and it goes so far beyond the old uh, football meat. Can, can, meat pies, kangaroos, and Holden cars yeah. uh, analogy. It does. Um, you know, Holden's part of our national fabric. Mm. For a long time, Holdens were sold as Holdens. Mm-hmm. The idea of a Holden yeah, correct. model mm. uh, really only started to happen with the Tirana and the Commodore. Yeah. Um, you know, you look back at the sales data, it wasn't that long ago where they were just recorded as Holdens. But yeah. right. you know that um, that football meat pies came from a Chevrolet ad? Yeah. Which, which was, was baseball, hot dogs. South Africa. Baseball, hot that dogs, South African something or other in Chevrolet. Uh, oh, was it? Pie, I think, yeah. the American one. But yeah. it was everywhere. But um, yeah. So that was just a marketing slogan. But but know, it sort of speaks to Holden's role within GM that it just became, you know, an totally. echo of, of yeah. something that had been done that elsewhere. That long ago yeah, yeah. as well. I yeah. thought it was nice. Uh, Ford Australia put out a tweet 
um, in response to the the news. Saying sucked um, in? No. <laughs> no. No, not, no, not this time. Not this <laughs> you, time. You get more characters than <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> they were you do more, now, don't you? Yeah, more considerate than that this yeah. time around. Uh, all of us here at Ford Australia are saddened to hear the news that Holden will cease operations. Holden is an iconic brand that holds a special place in the heart of many Australians and has done so much to shape uh, has done so much to shape the Australian automotive industry and country. Its vehicles have been worthy competitors both on road and on the racetrack to our friends at Holden. Thank you for keeping us on our toes and inspiring us to keep aiming higher. We will miss you. Wow, that's a great Which message, is a really beautiful a sentiment, great I think. Absolutely. Um, and look, we shouldn't forget, um, I'm thinking of, of Wax Triple Three. This is New Zealand as well. Yes, yeah. it so, is. It is. Um, Holden and Ford have been just as important over there, I'd argue, yep. um, as they have been here. Yep. Well, yeah, 31 dealerships in New, in New Zealand, Zealand, 180-something yep. in Australia. 185. 185. Um, yeah. so Mel knows a, these stats. They're just at his mental fingertips the whole time. Just listen to the press conference. Oh, right. Mel knows that how many too. staff each of the dealerships has. How many Mel? do they have, Mel? Well, there's Bill and Hans. <laughs> Mark. Uh, Mark Tracy, in the service centre. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's Robert in finance as yeah, well. Sure, he does yeah. insurance at the and same time. And then Steve washes the cars each morning. Steve. Oh, I love Steve. Thank Steve. You, Steve. The good news is that, you know, car dealerships still exist and there is yep. still expansion in the market in different brands. So yep. hopefully these, yep. these skilled employees can find work in other brands. Yes. Well, that's it. Interesting. In the press conference, they said every single person has been thought of. I know that they are just words and they do say these things that huge big redundancy announcements. Yeah. Um, but uh, 800 staff, 600 are, are going to have to find work elsewhere, but mm. 200 are going to stay on and they'll be manning service centres. So as I said before, if you have bought a hold and you are concerned about the support, yeah, there will be plenty of parts yep. and that you will be looked after, according yes. to Holden. So. That's reassuring. Look, I mean, at the same time, you can't blame Holden for this. You know, we you, <laughs> we keep coming back to it. Fantastic. You know, yeah. there's a there's a line here in the press release saying the decision is based on global priorities and does not reflect the hard work, talent, and professionalism of the Holden team. Sure, Rob Triviani, you know, yeah. the, the suspension guru there, um, the, all the teams that, that work team in design. That team of engineers, love incredible product. Yeah, yeah, we are going to lose. We are going to lose all that, mm. um, and it's sad because it's a wealth of knowledge. But I hope we'll see their magic elsewhere, and yep. we've seen. Uh, the opportunities that might be around with the likes of Premcar recently, which mm. which used to be FPV by yep. another name, uh, in that they're yeah that, that was its other name. Thanks, it was James. FPV. <laughs> Keep me on my. <laughs> Sorry. Any, anyway, there are opportunities for engineers in Australia beyond yep. uh, direct OEMs yep. that manufacture cars here. <laughs> And uh, the likes of the Navara Mtrek Warrior, mm. uh, the the guys oh, that yeah. Um, yeah yeah I get you that are pretty, you know setting up the Mustang R spec yep at, uh, what can I think of them Herod yes yes yeah, that's yeah. right those guys do amazing things small volume but create products that Australians love and I think we were saying a little while ago that if you take the emotion out of it and there is a lot of emotion because most Australians have either been in a family that's owned a Holden they everyone knows someone everyone knows Holden it's such a part I've got of one right now. You have a Holden right My now. first car was one. There you go. Mine too. Yeah. Mine go. too. I, th- I think we mm. did an episode where we, we talked about our Holden reminiscences about the Commodore more particularly. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. When it disappeared. But if you take that emotion out of it, Holden's yeah. sales had diminished to the point where it's not going to make a tremendous impact. It will make an impact. Mm. I think M4, as you said, they're still a top 10 brand in yeah. terms of sales month to month, but they're 10, yeah. not one. Yeah. Um, you know, that... that it's not as big an impact as it may mm. have been some time and, ago. And we, you know, because we love the brand and what it means to Australia and what it's meant to Australia for so long, I think maybe we've put more emphasis on its success or failure 
mm. over the last five years, for instance, um, than probably was due to its you know to its credit yeah. because you know it is it is just a pinch of salt in the ocean in the world of General Motors. Sure, um, we've got to be realistic about this, yeah. and it is this is a business decision. Um, there's obviously no malice intended, no. but it's just one of those things that they simple, have to make a decision. Simple business. That's yeah. right. It's like you were saying in the Australian context, Holden counts for quite a bit still, but in the General Motors context, like I was saying, it's this tiny little buzzing mosquito down at the other mm. side of the, the world that's losing money. Can't we just swap that and, mm. and make that go away? Yeah. Would be, I mean, that's very cold. I'm, I'm sure that there was more um, you know, um, thought for the mm. people yeah. involved, but just from a balance sheet point of view, yeah. it has been a bad news story for some time. Can I ask, could this possibly be a, you know, a, a cause of bad management from General Motors and not looking ahead? I mean, you've got a Ford situation where Ford have just gone from strength to strength after Falcon. Um, what, you know, there'd be a lot of people out there wondering, what's the difference? You know, Holden stopped building their Commodore, Falcon stopped building their Falcon. Why did Falcon go on to strength to strength? Ford's been lucky to have the Ranger which is produced yep. elsewhere, yeah. which is a car that is suiting, you know, it was, was it the top three, top two best-selling uh, cars last year? Yeah, yeah. The Ranger? Number yeah, sure, absolutely. Largely Second private seller. buyers yeah. Yeah. were choosing yeah. to buy that car. Yeah. And the Mustang, yeah. you know, which is a result of uh, Ford's One Ford program, which no longer exists. Yeah. But they've, they've made us a Mustang in right-hand drive yeah. from the factory yeah. with right-hand drive indicators, all the stuff yeah. uh, <laughs> the, that the, we get for a very good price. Yeah. But early on, it was just phenomenal. I, I never yes. would have imagined that many yeah. Mustangs would have no, been sold, but definitely. it was a real saviour. So you know, really? Every other American car that's come here back in the day has been terrible. Think sure. Taurus, think Probe. Oh yeah, is I a went good to, thing. I went to the launch of the Taurus. I love oh, to think boy. probe. Was that a, was that <laughs> an was, astrology was conference? So excited to say probe. Yeah. Alpha Centaurus I. Well, yes. <laughs> but so really, what we're saying is the, the 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 difference between success and failure for Holden has just been a good four by four Ute and a sports car. Well, yeah, and that's not to say that the Colorado is a bad four by four Ute. It's just oh, well, that yeah. It, it, yeah. it's never been at the same level. It's always yeah. fallen behind in terms of technology and safety equipment, mm. that sort of stuff. And the light commercial Ute segment is really competitive. It's so hard to be in there. If, if, you're, yeah. if you're not standing for something, if you're not standing for either mm. the rights to brag at the at the work site or yeah. the oh, rights like. to say, I'm smarter than you, I bought the Triton yes. um, because it's cheaper, yeah. um, then you know, you've, what's your point of difference? And I yeah. think that's where they've struggled. But also we've got to remember that, you know, without a Ranger and a Mustang, yep. Ford would be yeah. out the door as well. They're not selling yeah. Focuses. They're not yeah. selling Mondeos. But then, I selling... mean, you can say what if and maybe and mm. blah, blah, blah. But Ford has got those products. Yeah. yeah. Um, Holden doesn't. And and there may have been an alternate scenario where Holden hit on some hot product in an altogether different segment yeah. and managed to make the numbers add up. But it just didn't come to pass. Yeah. And in total fairness, there have been plenty of products that have kind of contributed to this uh, situation. Mm. Thinking Captiva, thinking uh, Barinas, I'm thinking Epica. I'm Cruise. Thinking, yeah. You know, You're right. Cruise, ultimately. Yeah. Yes. Malibu. Malibu. Yeah, yeah. I remember in past life we had that Epica fail um, headline, yeah. which, which it, it, oh. no, nobody really loved the Epica, so, that's for sure. Yeah. So there's all no. sorts of things that have contributed to this. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, we had Corvette coming and, and may still have Corvette coming. coming. I'm not Yeah, Chesto's sure on, on a plane to go and yeah. drive one very shortly. Yeah. Which but, well, we we'll be reporting on that today, so check the site. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Look, I guess uh, that was the, the other question for, out of that press conference, and that is what, what does that mean for GM's presence in Australia? Will, you know, will Corvette still come? 
And they've committed to having a, mm. a new brand, GM Specialty Vehicles. That's right. Yeah, uh, which sounds a lot like GM Special Vehicles yes. or Holden Special yep. Vehicles, uh, but it's yes. unclear what uh, form that will take at this stage. Because then, to have that business at the same time as oh, you know, pretty much closing down your retail network, mm. all those Holden franchises will go. To have a smaller volume specialty business, you need to more or less reassemble that, yeah. but in a smaller way around things like, yeah, the Silverado, yep. maybe it continues to be Camaro and Corvette yep. and, and whatever else. Yep. Yeah. I've got to ask, though, so why would they bother? You know, how are they going to make any money out yeah. of just selling, yeah. you know, a, well, a sports scat sort of like, you know? Well, HSV, for mm. example, you know, if they can sell a, a Camaro at $100,000 yeah. or if they can sell a a big Chevy Ute at 150. Mm. Um, there's a bit of margin there, and it's yeah. it's not expensive like they to said, convert though. Like yeah. they said in the in very, the press conference, yeah. it's going to be a very small sure. uh, element that yep. they'll be playing yeah. in this in this ecosystem. And so. everyone needs to recognise that the Camaro and the Silverado programs are only made possible by Holden's uh, partnership with Walkinshaw. Yes. yes, which is also you know HSV yes. by a- another name. Is it called APV? A- no, the Ram vehicles. Thing. Oh, is it? Oh, big part. Uh, yeah. ASV. Yeah, yeah. It's the other ASV. job. ASV, sorry. We're, and they convert Ram yeah, yeah. products yeah. within that uh, Walkinshaw building. So that way, you know, those Silverados mm-hmm. and other GM products coming in, it's no skin off GM's nose. They're no. just selling yeah. some cars, yeah. putting them on a boat, and yeah. over they go, do what you like with them. It's just a, a small number of incremental sales. Yeah. But Walkinshaw, uh, Camaro, Silverado, etc., will clearly need to find mm. a new way to sell these products because the dealerships are converting, you know, the remaining dealerships are converting to uh, parts and service. Mm. Yeah. That's right. There'll be, there'll be right. no showroom. And so in the in the FAQ on the Holden uh, Facebook site, it says, is Corvette still coming to Australia and New Zealand? Mm. The answer is, we will work through this and share information in the coming months. Wow. So, Hope so. it's not a yeah. no and it's not a yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would, yeah, I'd be... Uh, a bit hesitant to be laying down a deposit. You might have to buy it online. <laughs> yeah. Information they weren't willing to share with us was how much money it was going to cost to bail Holden out. Mm. Now, they factored that it was going to cost $1 billion US dollars to, to complete the transition process, mm-hmm. uh, including the, the Thai, Thailand plant. Uh, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's obviously more than that. Um, but it'd be interesting to know exactly how much it would have required to to keep holding going. Yeah. Um, but they weren't willing to well, comment on that. Obviously, the cost of shutting the business down in Australia is lower than the cost of making right-hand drive vehicles yeah. for for one market. You're just making them for Australia, New Zealand, and Thailand. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And we've already seen GM pull out of Europe and the UK. Yeah. So. so if they're, theoretically, they sell, what, 45,000 cars here, yep. maybe yep. two or 3,000 in New Zealand, and maybe they might sell... Two hundred thousand in Thailand. Yeah, that's still pretty small bickies. It's unusual. I mean, I've I've seen reports saying that Detroit General Motors in Detroit only decided forty eight hours ago that the business right hand drive wasn't a was wasn't a you know a viable business anymore. Mm. Forty eight hours ago, yeah. V8 supercars or supercars was told this morning. Yeah, um, it's all happened seems quickly, even yeah. though it's been happening forever. Yeah, mm. and, and if you were um, in this sort of world and you didn't see the writing on the wall mm. then it was it's probably worrying speaking um, of yeah. which i mean i think a bit of ch- uh, chest beating is is uh, important oh, here look. because yep. richard you've looked well. back for our episode where yes. well. this bold prediction was made <laughs> go back to 2018 i think it might be like episode 28 i'll dig that up for might us be. uh <laughs> matt campbell pointed out he can't see holden existing in five years time 
Um, I, I, I then jumped in with, I don't think it's going to be here by the end of the year or something like that. <laughs> and then JC you know, qualified it all with, it's just hard to believe that it could exist with sales the way they're going. Yes. Um, so don't want to say anything, but well, we told you so. We told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I did say uh, in the office the other day that I think this year could be a year of reckoning for a few brands. Right. Yeah. Um, and the way that uh, sales in general are going in the automotive space, they aren't yep. very strong. In fact, they're pretty weak. Um, and maybe we might see a few more brands by the well, wayside this year. I think it's a big reminder in terms mm, of how, how yeah. tight margins are yeah. in Absolutely. the car business. Because when we're saying sales are weak, down about eight percent, yeah. you know, year on year. Yeah. Okay, that's not to be sneezed at, but mm. it's not forty percent. No, yeah. it's eight percent. So there are a lot of dealerships really hurting, yep. and shows how thin wholesale margins are on new cars, mm. and how much interest rates affect how much you can make out of finance and insurance. And we've got a very low interest rate environment at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a real uh, reminder, I suppose. Sadly, though, that. it's been low interest rates, but hard to get money. Correct. So yes. there's Lending people getting knocked back who, yes. who would otherwise have been mm. able to get the money. Um, because there's been so much happening in the banking sector. Correct. So it's it's sort of a yeah. perfect storm, um, yeah. but it, none of this would have changed the decision of General Motors to yeah. not make right-hand drive cars. Well, the good news certainly. is that the value of Mal's EH has gone up overnight. He's now That's basically his superannuation now. I think, yep. yeah. I think you've got no worries. In re- certain people in my household might consider it as. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my dad's one as well. So oh, my yeah? dad's got two. So, two EHs. Right. Yeah. Right. So such a topper, Matt. It's cashing in. Oh, Matt's that's right. <laughs> he goes EH futures. He's betting on what they're going to oh, be it's, worth. It's, well, it's that's time. I kind of just point out that our auto trader website's full of Holden, EH Holden's. Collect, Holden collectible, collectible cars Holden. now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone's a collector's car You now. can't get any more? Yeah. yeah, you're not going to find another one. They're all limited editions. Right. But the <laughs> thing is, I guess we, you know, we're being silly about it a little bit. Yeah. There are going to be Holden's in dealerships for the next 12 months-ish, yep. you know, maybe even a little bit longer in yes. some dealerships. Yes. So yeah. there are going to be Holdens out if there for people one, to buy. You can still buy well, one. Well, that, yep. that'd be nice to be a fly on the wall and know how much forward ordering has to be fulfilled yeah. or whether the switch is pulled, you know, tonight, don't build any more. Mm. Boats on the, on the ocean. Yeah, how many are on the water, how port. many are coming, yeah. and what price have they been bought at, what price will they be sold at? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. probably part of the pain Yeah, uh, because it'll be very hard as a Holden salesperson to get out on the uh, showroom floor uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. and do deals. I think One we also billion need dollars. One billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also important to remember as well that if it can happen to Holden, it can happen to... Any company. Sure, yeah, sure. I mean, Ford, well, we're talking about how successful they are at the moment, but really it's just the Mustang and, and the Ranger. Yeah. You know, the next generation Ranger might be a dud and they might not get any more Mustangs, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's possible. Yep. Can I say uh, on that note, mm. it was only 2006 that we launched the, the VE Commodore that we developed exclusively, yep. you know, ourselves. $1 billion, the billion-dollar baby, yep. uh, and it followed on from the VZ series, which had evolved at that point to include sedan, wagon, SUV, coupe, three body styles of ute yes. uh, with V6 or V8 engines. Yep. And the, the V6 was built here, yep. and all of those bodies were built here. But yep. also, yep. if the GFC hadn't happened, yep. that export to the US would have been a big deal, totally. and yep. Pontiac wouldn't have died. Yep. Uh, all kinds of scenarios could Hummer. have played out. Fact is, yep. GFC did happen, yep. Yep. Um, and that threw a big hole in that. And it's not much as they could do about that. No, not really. <laughs> so, Holden, it's not your fault. I blame the Americans. Um, <laughs> and just the way the world has turned, you know, it's 
Move the SUVs. I don't think they were on top of the SUV like thing. Like the sands yeah. through the hourglass. But it's funny though, so like the world mentioning the SUV thing. Like there's there's brands so, now, two two brands in my mind in particular that are still struggling to catch up with the SUV thing. Mm. It's Kia and Hyundai, mm. and you know they are probably three SUVs short of their potential yeah. in this market yeah. in both brands. Yeah. A couple of Utes too. Yeah, a couple of Utes as well. So that's. You know, that just goes to show Absolutely. that, you know, even if you've got what is considered the right product, yeah. you've got to be able to sell it. Yeah, that's right. And it's got to have some but, reason for buying it. But you've also that's got right. the likes of Jeep trimming their lineup. You know, the uh, Renegade, I want to mm-hmm. say, hasn't worked, so it quietly exits the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not exactly enjoying mm-hmm. healthy sales across any of their brands at this stage. Yeah. So but even the it. likes of Volkswagen, uh, they've recently lost the Arteon, we understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it's not an SUV. No, but you know they're, they're about models. to add SUVs. In fact, so yeah, uh, it's definitely for this is where this is where we're at, isn't yeah. it? Like this is the market. Yeah, so. I think it's aside from the Holden factor, it is just a reminder as to how delicate um, a seemingly robust business can actually be in the face of some competitive element that comes out of the clouds or mm. some unexpected thing that pulls the rug out from under you financially. Yep. Um, we're always in a, a fairly delicate state. There's going to be some angry people. Um, I feel I feel, you know, desperately sad for the people at Holden who have decided to stay. You know, I'm going to stay even after local production ends. Yep. And there's um, people who've dedicated their entire career to this brand as well. Um, that's right. You know, we listened to one key one, Christian Aquilina, the acting boss, yep. mm. uh, delivering that press conference before. Uh, very personable announcement. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was heartfelt, very, for sure. Very and we've all we've all worked closely with you know various members of the Holden team, and mm. in previous lives, you know, I have as well with different jobs I've had, and I know they're engineering folks, and they're they're fantastic. We're losing all of that, yeah. all Those of that knowledge. Buy their product. That's they, right. They design, build it, and buy it. They own it. They love it. They're That's into right. it as much as any and it, Holden fan I've ever met. How yep. would you feel as well? I know there'd be customers and you know Holden fans and just fans of enthusiasts of cars in general feeling a bit pissed off about this as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's this happened? Yeah. How has how has the biggest Australian brand, one of the most successful brands in the world, gone from being on top to? Six feet under. Mm. Like, yeah. how's that happened? I think yeah. it's the diminishing mm-hmm. tariff regime. You can regime, listen back to this podcast. It's, mm. it's, it's a global mm. economic environment yeah. where, where all of a sudden we're not just Australia; we're a player yep. in this this big pool. Mm. And once the tariffs were taken down, really good product came in. Yeah, the competition firmed up, and it just became more difficult um, yeah. to do business. And and once the co-investment, so yep. called, with uh, local manufacturing, yeah. uh, was no longer there, yeah. that all fell in a heap, and and bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it Costs the a lot of money to started build to fall. Car, it costs a lot of money to build cars in Australia. And, That's right. You know, we enjoy a pretty good live, uh, yeah, standard you know, of living. Standard well, of living in Australia, and would we swap that for the Commodore? The currency didn't so. play well. All that. I, yeah. mean, I think a lot of it does sheet yeah. home to the cessation of local manufacturing for Holden. That was uh, a massive broadside um, to the Holden brand. Can I get a bit cranky? So those blokes with the Chevy badge on the front of their Marley Elite, I'm, I'm hope you're happy. Well, they're, they're on the cruise, Jeez. The V6S. My favourite, my favourite cruise with a Chevy badge. It actually had a Chevy badge, but also an M3 badge. Oh. 
that was amazing. I saw one on car spotters today. It was a Camaro with a Chevy badge on the grill, which I thought was awesome. Was it a Cavalier? I'm not I saw a Chevrolet Cavalier was a Camaro. I saw a Camaro with the VL Commodore BT1 police car delivery. Saw it yellow. Wow. So good. Anyway, look, on that note, that is our special edition. Mel, you got one more? Can I just add? I wanted to add a bit of a loose timeline of events. All right, go for it. So I said before, 2006 was the launch of the VE Commodore on the Zeta platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. October 2017 was when they ceased manufacture of the Commodore. Yep. The cruise, I think, was 12 months prior. This yep. is all kind of off the top of my head here. Yep. December 2019, we saw David Butner leave. Yes. Uh, former Toyota mm. boss, Toyota Australia <coughs> boss leave. And then uh, I think within that week, the Commodore, Commodore name stopped. was yep. ZB Commodore. Uh, and February 17th, 2020, they've announced that the Holden and brand will I end I think, as we all said, it's going to make a really good book. Yeah. You know, once yeah. all the details Movie. around these things mm. emerge and the truth will out, as it inevitably does mm-hmm. over time, it's going to be oh. very interesting to, to see what happened and who said what and when. It's, I want Dave Butner's view. I know. <laughs> Take him to Detroit. <laughs> there'll Dave, be, there'll be... we're going to have to get you to close Holden. <laughs> oh, my dead body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. All right, so thank you all. Thank you, guys. Uh, hope thank that you. helped. Thank Any you. questions, let us know. We'll be doing the podcast as usual this week, so maybe we can cover some of those when we get together again. Yeah, and keep the conversation going on the social channels. Absolutely. Till then, see ya.